0: and gentlemen of the congregation, welcome to another episode of the Motorsport Ministry. Today is going to be a special kind of episode. Feels like we've been having a couple of those recently. So for those who know, we are 13 races into the regular season, which means we are halfway through the regular season of the NASCAR Cup Series. And we got a decent picture on what the playoff picture might look like once we leave Daytona in the 26th race of the season. So, we're going to talk playoffs, but not just me. I got three guests joining me today. So, joining us here in the ministry is, number one, a familiar face to the show, William Richard, a.k.a. NASCAR Opinion. Hey, hey. Number two, Johnny, with the worst hot takes on the worst than me, from Johnny (laughs) on the track.
1: Hey, you're lucky I joined you and uh, gave you a rating, Spike, Armani. That's all I have
0: to say. Hey, <laughs> is it a bigger rating spike than Jacques Villeneuve?
1: Uh <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but thanks uh, for having me. And last but not least, we got Tyler
2: from the Feed Filler Pop Field Filler Podcast. How you doing? I am doing great. I would have been better if you would have nailed my podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. We would have recorded earlier if these two buffoons weren't just screaming at each other
0: about. I, I forgot about this point. Anyway,
3: the feed so- filler.
0: All right, so we're just going to jump straight into it. So, playoffs. We're 13 races in, 13 to go. Halfway through the regular season. I'm going to name the drivers that are locked in with the amount of wins they got, and we're just going to discuss, you know, these drivers and their season so far. So currently we got William Byron and Ross Chastain with two wins and then everyone else down the board has won. Logano, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Kyle Bush, Denny Hamlin, Chase Frisco, Austin Sindrick, and most recently Kurt Bush. So let's just talk. What do you guys think about the current 11 winners we got so far?
3: Not everybody I'll, jump at once.
1: Yeah, I'll jump in. I'll, I'll start us off here um, and then I'll, I'll give it to Will there, but. Um, look, I mean, I think, honestly, I feel like at this point, this is the most wide open we've ever seen a championship. Uh, and I mean that, you know, I've been watching NASCAR for a while. This is a brand new car. Um, this is a lot of teams that have showed promise, um, some more than others, but, um, you know, Will and I were talking before the show, even Stuart Haas, who has just, you know, hasn't had a good year. They've got a car with a win and it took them a while to get one last year. Um, so this is wide open. Um, I think, uh, what do we say? 11 winners right now, 12 winners, something like that. Um, but let me name you some names that, that haven't won. Um, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, Tyler Reddick, um, you know, Bubba Wallace who won a race last year, Brad Keselowski, who I know hasn't had speed, but, um, you know, that's a guy that is clutch when it matters. Uh, Kevin Harvick, Eric Almirola won a race last year. So um, you know, if you look down that list, there are guys that can still absolutely butt their way in this thing. Um, and at this point, look, I don't think there's a clear favorite for a championship contender. I think there's a couple guys you could name. I think if you could go down that list and, you know, knock off eight names, and I could say, yeah, I think they have a legitimate shot. Um, to me, it's gonna come down to consistency. What team is is on their shit, if you will, at the end. Um, you know, take a look at Bubba Wallace's team yesterday. Um, he, he, you know, he was driving fast. He had a fast car. He had the most passes throughout the whole race and you know, his pit crew let him down. Who's going to have the pit crew when it matters. Who's going to have the fast stop when it matters, the track position, who's going to take the risks, take the chance. I think that's what this thing is going to come down to. Um, I don't think we're going to see another Larson season at this point. I feel like we're just going to see, um, who can get consistent when it matters. And and that's what I'm looking at this year.
3: Yeah, I definitely think this year has been, I mean, you put it on there. It, it, this may be the most wide open we've ever had a cup series season B, um, you know, in terms of who's going to be the champion, because I, I can't name you a championship favorite. Um, I mean, you could maybe want to try to throw out a guy like Chase Elliott because he's, he's been able been great at scoring points, but You know, we know in the playoffs you're going to have to win. You're going to have to win multiple races. We've seen them do that before, but I just don't know if that team's ready to do that right now. Um, You know, you look at a guy like Ross Chastain, who's won multiple races, and he's been really, really consistent. But, again, it's like, do you buy buy into Ross Chastain to be in a championship favorite at track house? Um, There's nobody that really sticks out that says, I'm leading the pack. I'm the front runner. You should put your money towards me to win the championship. Um, And then, you know, all all your typical favorites um, aren't really doing a ton. I mean, Truex has been okay. Nothing special. Logano take out the win at Darlington has been okay. Nothing special. Same with Kevin Harvick. Kyle Busch, in a sense, doesn't really feel special this season. So, um you know, it's one of those weird years. I mean, I, I didn't have Kurt Bush going out in a, in the second twenty three eleven car and winning this past week at Kansas, um, and, and here he is, from twenty first in points to now virtually locked into the playoffs um, for now at least. So definitely wide open. Definitely no way to lean right now. I couldn't. I couldn't even think about making a prediction right now. There's a beauty to that, um, and a lot of it because playoffs are going to be madness this year.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to be absolute madness. I mean, like like everyone keeps saying, it's, it's a new driver every single week. I mean, Chase Briscoe looked phenomenal in the first five races, and then all of a sudden he kind of fell off. Now you got someone like Christopher Bell, who wasn't really there at the beginning too much. Now he's taking off. It, it, it's been a lot of fun. I think the only one who's truly been the most consistent – has honestly been Ross Chastain. And even then he wasn't consistent in the first couple of races. It, it's been a lot of fun to be a NASCAR fan because not any race is just like open and shut case. This person's going to win it, move on. It, it's been completely different every single weekend. So you almost have to watch every single race. And for the sport of NASCAR and for NASCAR fans, that's just absolutely great. And now, like you guys said, the playoffs have been one of those things where everyone's a little bit nervous about it. They're just like, oh, well, is it going to be the same four people again? I highly doubt that. I really highly doubt that. It could come down to points. It could come down to a random win at this point to see who moves on to the next round. All I can say is uh, 2022 has been a lot of fun, to say the least.
0: One thing that's going to interest me is as some of these teams like a Penske, that kind of been you know lagging behind, once they kind of understand what this next-gen car is, some teams are going to get it better than others. Could we see teams like maybe a track house are still relatively new, trying to get in the swing of things. Maybe like a Hendrix fall down a little bit. And I mean, we saw it at Kansas. Toyota showed up. Is this a new sign for Toyota? Are we going to see Truex finally win a race this year? Are we finally going to see teams that maybe struggled with the next gen car now that they finally got some race on their belt to understand this new car, this new spec car? Are we going to see teams like JGR be more consistently up front? Are we going to see Penske finally take a push?
1: I I would, I would say Armani, um, at this point in in this year, I would say no. And, and I'll tell you why take both the Vegas race and that race at Kansas. We just saw, and I just have trust issues with these tires, um, plain and simple. And, you know, a lot of these guys, they, they look like they're having a great run and bang, there goes the tire and then track position with this car has, has, really played a pivotal role on who's gonna get a win um and so you know I, I don't trust Goodyear uh, quite frankly <laughs> so I, I continue to think it's gonna be um just a wild card each week like Tyler said I mean you know we saw Chase Elliott running well bang his day's gone over because of tire issue um and that's going to continue to happen it, it doesn't seem like they've made any leaps to fix that i think that'll be a next year thing um and with that i think it's going to continue to like i said just be a wild card week in week out
2: see i you know, would I, I would good. also agree that um it, the tires have played a little bit of a fear for a lot of uh drivers and it has mixed things up but i don't really think that that's going to be the thing that's going to really um keep everything kite even i honestly just believe It's just you're just having new teams find something new and whoever finds the newest thing for every single week is going to get the slight advantage until someone else finds a newer upper edge there. I think one of the biggest things was the whole pit crew situation. Uh, At first, they were just trying to figure out how um, to put those one lug nuts on. And now we're starting to see them perform these uh, time pit stops underneath 10 seconds. And that's starting to become who gets the advantage there just based on the pit crew. So it could be multiple, multiple things, um, but it's just whoever finds the newest thing first is the one who's going to get the advantage for the next few couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, I think you have to agree with that. I mean, I, I, the way this year has been, and I, you know, I'm kind of an advocate for. I don't think we're going to get the X amount of winners, and I don't think this. But at this point, no one has figured it out. No one has been able to consistently figure it out, and it, it, you know, it's building for a season where, again, we just talked about there's not really a favorite. I don't know, you know, it's going to shock me if somebody doesn't step to the forefront, eventually, we're going to go to a couple of tracks a second time, especially once we get to the playoffs, Um, and I guess you could, in a sense, say Hendrick Motorsports is in a sense led the pack in like a small footstep, Um, but even they, you know, you really couldn't call it dominance, I just don't really see anybody just figuring it all out. You know, I think a trend to watch is going to be Toyota. I believe all six of their cars finished in the top ten this past week at Kansas. Um, you know, you've got the All-Star coming up. Twenty three eleven has had more speed the last two weeks than they've had all year. So, I don't think any team is going to just all of a sudden grab the bull by the horns and just take charge. Um, but I do think there are certain trends we could look out for. But, again, we talk about it. It's wide open than ever, and I don't see a, a specific organization just figuring it out all of a sudden.
0: I think that's fair. Um, let's move on to surprises. So as it is with basically every season, it feels like with the Cup Series, we always get a couple surprise winners here and there. I got an interesting question for you guys. Well, we'll start off with what probably does feel like the two true surprises that are currently locked into the playoffs, and then I'll talk about the next driver I'm going to mention, then the drivers on the outside looking in. Austin Cindric and Chase Briscoe. I know, Will, you had Austin Sindrick as your dark horse to win the Daytona 500, so you probably had an idea that he probably would make the playoffs off of a win, but did you really think Austin Sindrick had a shot to make the playoffs? And obviously, we'll start off with Will, and then we'll go on to Tyler and then Johnny. What do you guys think in terms of Austin Sindrick being locked into the playoffs when the season started?
3: Well, I mean, I think he had just as good as a shot as, as a lot of other people. I would have put him in the same kind of categories, like a Ross Chastain. Um, Because we didn't see track cows being this good. And you thought maybe the Penske equipment would make up the difference. Um, and Cindric, in sort of a sense, kind of been a disappointment. I really thought Cindric, and he's had some good runs. Um, I think Cindric's just a well-rounded driver. Um, so, you know, he was my dark horse. Um, he's a good plate racer. I still wouldn't be surprised if he were to go win another road course. Um, or go win a road course. Um, so, I mean, you know, would I have put money on Cindric probably making the playoff field? Probably not. But I wouldn't have put money on. Ross Chastain winning two races, or Chase Briscoe winning a race, and or you know, or twenty three eleven winning a race in the first half of the regular season. So, um, you know, Cindric's in 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 a good car. You know, why couldn't he have won a race?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I really think with Austin Cindric, I was not too surprised to see him get a victory. I was surprised it was the Daytona 500. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought, no way in hell are we going to see a rookie in victory lane. And he proved me wrong. But I seriously saw him winning at least one of the road course races. He's so dang good. We even saw it in his rookie year when he was driving that 33 car. He did good at Coda. He did good at Road America, even though maybe the finishes do not um, show it. He had a really fast car. So I thought he was going to get locked in in that spot. But Ross Chastain, I've had no clue. I was like, no way. Maybe can make it into the top 20. Maybe, just maybe the top 16 points. But getting the amount of victories he's had, which is two, and then multiple top three finishes. He's been the biggest surprise. And Chase Briscoe, I always had a feeling he could get a victory. Just Stuart Haas Racing needed to make steps in the right direction. Right now, they they look like they did have it at first. They kind of lost it. But I think once they get start getting their steps back during the summer stretch, we'll see chase Briscoe running up front again.
1: Well, here's what I'll, what I'll add. And it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's different than what will and and Ty said. I mean, I'll say if, if I'm off Austin Sendrick, I don't, I mean, keep running, dude, like this is not over for you, Um, which is crazy to say, but I mean, He hasn't really had the results past the the 500, and he's lucky now that we got a lot of road courses coming up. But, um, you know, I have down here, I think think we're going to see 15 winners, maybe 16 winners for the first time. Um, You look down at this schedule, we still have New Hampshire, where Almirola won last year nashville which is i still think kind of an up in the air we have a brand new track in um wwt which again the trucks have have uh, raced there right but again for cup car for cup cars cup guys is going to be a pretty new track um you look at two more super speedways with daytona and atlanta we we still go back to atlanta now so and, and then just a plethora of road courses So if I'm Austin Cedric, if I'm Chase Briscoe, if I'm, um, you know, Denny Hamlin, I'm still thinking to myself, I got to perform the rest of the season because I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. I I read it earlier, but Tyler Reddick has not won a race. Martin Truex Jr. Ryan Blaney. These are huge names that have not won a race. Tyler Reddick could absolutely win a race. Um, So right there, that's about what 15 guys now. And then, like I said, I mean, Bubba Wallace won a race last year. There's two super speedways left. Maybe Eric Jones has shown speed. We talked about Suarez early on. Um, Tyler and I have talked about uh, Stuart Haas at, like, in Nashville and in New Hampshire, where they had success last year. So, look, if if I'm Austin Cinder, yes, you know, great win. I, I won the Daytona 500, but, you know, this thing is not over for guys like him briscoe hamlin you gotta start putting some consistent runs together um and and that's why i think like will said early on that's why a guy like chase is probably maybe with him and byron and chastain i would put those three guys as the favorites to win it all just because they've been consistent um but again i'll end with i i would not be feel safe if i'm austin Cindric in any way with how this season's gone
0: I want to go a little more deep into it. The driver I mentioned is actually the winner from last, from yesterday, Kurt Busch. Do you think, given the context of the season, not giving into account the preseason, or you know Kurt Busch's previous years of experience in the Cup Series, do you think his win is a surprise, or did you guys even think that? Oh, this anyone should have saw this coming? Because I know before the season started everyone was saying that Kurt Busch is definitely going to win multiple races for 2311, but going from race one to race 13,
3: do you think that it's a surprise? We'll start with Will. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a yes and no. I think the further the season goes, it's becoming less of a surprise because we're seeing how, how wide open the door is, but I would have not had either one of those cars winning a race this year starting the season. I mean, I talked about it during the off season. You know, everybody was jumping off the board of Kurt's going to win two, three races, Bubba's going to win two, three races. And I'm like, slow down. Um, you know, Bubba won a race last year and you obviously there were circumstances with it. But a win is a win. But it's not like twenty three eleven. They had not shown one indication that they were ready to go out and just drive up front and win a race, especially uh, at an intermediate racetrack. You know, I could see a plate win um maybe even a short track win for a guy like kurt bush puts himself in position at bristol or martinsville or something like that but i don't think anybody would have said hey kansas is where 2311 is going to go out up front lead a lot of laps and then pass the defending cup series champion to win the race um so i think in a sense it's still a surprise but it's one of those things where it's a surprise until it happens and then when you look at it you're like oh this is the same Kurt Busch who's won 33 other times before and is a former champion. And this season is starting to paint the picture of a season where we could get 16, 17 winners. Maybe it's not impossible for some of these kind of A-tier minus teams to win a couple, you know, to win a race or two. So, it's a yes and no for me. I would not have predicted it, but this season is starting to show that it could be different than any other season we've seen.
0: All right, we'll go on to Tyler next. Tyler, what do you think? I know you were
2: quick to jump <laughs> I know, because um, I immediately thought to myself, I would have never said Kurt Busch was going to get a win with that 2311 in the 2022 season. Because when I saw Kurt Busch jump over into this car, I thought, OK, that's cool. But I saw these guys kind of like uh, the 2013 Furniture Row racing team where, yeah, the cars were decent, but they weren't in a winning caliber kind of spot. And I thought Kurt Bush moving on over, it'd be the same thing. Sure. He would get some good solid finishes here and there, but I didn't think he was going to get victorious. So for him to get a win this early and especially at a mile and a half track. Yeah, that completely shocked me. And at the same time, I should have sat there and thought to myself, you know, when he was with Chip Ganassi racing in that number one, he, what tracks did he win at was the mile and a half. So it's a little bit of a shame on me, but I honestly think Hansen, that was a shocker because Toyotas were struggling at the beginning of the year. And it wasn't just like a couple of, uh, uh, spots behind chevrolet or ford they were really behind so for them to switch around this quickly very impressive by them and very impressive by kurt bush johnny
1: i mean i hate to be this guy but what are you guys talking about
0: you're oh. the guys let's not get started with last year but go ahead this is this is the champion
1: we're talking about this dude has won a race every single year since 2014 and that's in the 41 car of Stuart Haas Racing, and then the one car of Chip Ganassi Racing. And, and you guys are telling me, of course this was so easy to predict, guys. I mean, come on. This is a champion. This is a guy who literally is, to me, one of the most clutch drivers. He wins when it matters. I think we can all agree with that. Um, sure, new team, yep, didn't have a lot of success last year, but I mean, we're talking about, like, this is freaking, like, Trevor Bain coming on. I, what are we talking about? This is Kurt Busch. Of course he was going to win a race. I, I'm, 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 like, in shock that nobody saw this coming. And I think we can check the tape on, um, on my show when we did my show back, whatever, like, uh, during the Daytona 500. I think I called Kurt Busch having a win. We can check the tape on that um i but, mean so
0: did i he was my 500 pick
1: no i hey i'm i i hear you on that i know you're not shocked but these two oh my goodness
2: what i didn't have doubt in kurt bush i had doubt in the equipment he was jumping into and the fact that they were too new to get a victory at uh intermediate track that's what i'm saying right there that's why i compared it to furniture row racing he was really good in that car i just didn't think he was at the spot of getting victories with this brand new team That's what I was saying right there.
3: I love how Johnny acts like Kurt Busch's championship wasn't almost 20 years ago. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) All right. I get the argument, but like, and don't get me wrong. Yesterday literally to me proved Kurt Bush's value. Like, I will for that to me is one of the most career defining moments for Kurt Bush because he goes to a team that has been struggling where literally Denny Hamlin has openly said in the media, We are not running well. We cannot run like this every single week. Literally said this within the last three weeks and goes out and wins a race at a mile and a half. And they didn't like, I was, I was half. Napping during the race, it was a long weekend for me, and but even I'm still looking like is Kurt Busch leading, and then I would doze off and I wake up and be like is Kurt Busch still leading this race, <laughs> and then, and then he was there, and so they had a confident win. So you could talk all day about they're going to do this. There's no way that anyone thought that this team was going to go out and confidently win at a mile and a half racetrack. What I, do- I
0: thought his win was going to be is like his win at Kentucky with Ganassi, where, you know, like if he was going to win a race, which I did think he would, but I thought it was going to be like a Kentucky 2019 where, you know, it was kind of like you said, where did Kurt Busch come from? Okay. Kurt Busch won a race. No one saw that coming. I didn't think he'd just go out and dominate a race again, not because of Kurt Busch, but because of 2311, where before then, I think the most slaps they've ever led in a race it's like 30 or 40. So to go from that to leading over half of the race, I mean, I don't care if it's Kurt Busch. I mean, you could use the veteran argument. Kevin Harvick is a veteran, and he hasn't won a race in almost two years. So it's just, no one, not that many people can say that you saw Kurt Busch, again, fantastic driver, top 10 driver in the sport, but to go to a new team, that was struggling and then to just come out of nowhere. And that's what was so surprising is that this domination came out of nowhere. There wasn't I, really a progression of the team is slowly getting better. It was early last week. They were struggling this week. They're the best team in the garage.
1: Okay, hold on. What, one more thing, put, take the team aspect out of it. Like what te- take that out of it. And I know that's important part, but if I just straight important. up said to the three of you that, a former champion who has won a race the last nine years is going to change teams and go to a new team again. And, and now he's, he's been at two different teams throughout this career. This will be his third team. I told you he's a former champion and he's won a race the last nine years. Take the team out of it. What would you say? Oh yeah. Then yeah, he'll, he'll win another race. That's what he does every year. He's okay. 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 But what? If but, you say,
3: what, 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 if, what if I told you, that a former cup champion was gonna win nine races one season, and then the very next year and a half he couldn't think about touching victory lane. Uh, stuff <laughs> that's more probable.
1: <laughs> that's more probable, I think, than th- that. I'm I'm saying my theory, I think, is more probable than a guy winning nine races. Two okay, years what if I
0: told you that the team finished outside the top 20 of points and literally before said win, both cars were outside the top 20 of points.
3: There you go,
1: but one of those cars won last year. We're
0: not denying that Kurt Busch can't drive. We're just saying that number one, we didn't think this team was ready—not not necessarily to win, but just to dom. That's the thing. It's like they he dominated the race, and no one saw twenty three eleven dominating a race yet because they didn't show that progression. It literally came out of nowhere.
1: Dominating, mm-hmm. fair. I I will agree with that, but um. I, I don't know what to tell you if you didn't see Kirk. And, and I think
3: I think what happened Sunday already changes the picture of 2311. You know, I'm not gonna be like, you know, everybody, I think everybody mutually on this podcast has a genuine respect for Bubba Wallace and what he does to the sport. Mm-hmm. I like Bubba. I think everybody here likes Bubba and would like to see Bubba win. But I think you already have to look at 23 in a 2311 in a different light. They proved yesterday they can put a winning race car on the racetrack. So now if you were to ask me that question, hey. You think Kurt Busch could potentially win again this year? I'd probably go – I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily predict it, but I could see it. But I, I don't think up until yesterday they had not proven they could put a winning race car on the track. Again, last year was a race win. Ain't anybody knocking that, but everybody knows rain shorten, and, and plate races are hard to determine the value of a race team when that happens.
0: All right, so we're going to jump next to – because we've talked about Kurt Busch for a while there – so I'm going to name you guys a couple winless drivers, some that are currently inside the playoffs, some that are on the outside looking in. And I want to get your general thoughts. Like, for example, you know, you know, should they be in the spot that they're in? Do you think that they're going to win a race, or will they enter the playoffs if they make it winless? We'll start off with Ryan Blaney. He's currently second in the standings. He's 52 points behind Chase Elliott. He's 112 points above the cut line. Do you see Ryan Blaney winning a race before the playoffs begin?
2: I believe he's going to win a race before the playoffs begin. Uh, Look at last year. Uh, Last year, he had a really good start. To the season and you can even look back at 2020. A good start at the beginning of the season and then things fell off a little bit in the spring and even the summer stretch but near the end of the summer stretch he comes right back. I'm not afraid of Ryan Blaine not getting a victory. I think just right now at the beginning of the summer stretch, he's almost kind of like in a sense Tony Stewart back when Tony Stewart was in his prime where the first half of the season um, you didn't see too much of Stewart but when it started to go into playoff time into the month of August, he all of a sudden kicks it up another gear. I have no fear of Ryan Blaney um, not getting a win here in the first 26 races.
3: Yeah, I I think Ryan's most likely going to win a race somewhere. If you notice, you know, my biggest knock on Ryan's been consistency. And it's what's weird is it seems like in a sense he's worked on consistency, but the winning still hasn't really changed. Um, But the thing is, is, is whenever he wins, it's kind of like a comes out of nowhere kind of win. Um, you know, whether it's a plate track, you know, the year you had the Roval situation, which I happened to be there when that happened and it was wild, but like, I don't know. It's just Blaney's a weird cat. You know, there's some guys you can kind of see a projection of they're trending upwards. They're trending towards winning a race. Ryan's kind of just, he's going to show up one week. He's going to run third half the day. He's going to get the lead late and then he's going to win the race. Um, I could easily see him getting a win. I I don't know if I'm necessarily going to say it is 100% happening, but I don't, I like, I don't have a fear of them missing the playoffs. I think if anybody's going to point their way in, it's probably going to be Ryan. Uh, but I would not be shocked at all if he goes to victory lane once, maybe even twice before we get to the playoffs.
1: I think um, coming up, I mean, we got two more super speedways. I think he'll be the favorite going into both those. Uh, I think he can get one of those done. I, I probably, honestly, Atlanta. Um, I think that track suits him a little better. He's won there before, obviously. Uh, won there last year, most recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ryan Blaney's is one of those guys where you expect one, two wins a season. Um, that's about who he is right now. I, I agree with Will. I think he's focused on consistency because he's actually been one of the more consistent drivers this year. The crazy thing about Ryan that I, this year for me is like, we barely have heard his name. I feel like he hasn't gotten much TV time. I feel like people haven't talked about him much. Um, but I mean, he's, he's really been like running right around the top 10 all all season it just things really haven't clicked for him i I, the the knock i'll say this year for him is there hasn't been a race this year where you know we've seen like oh ryan blaney is right there he's got one of the best cars he he hasn't had that um his teammates have some days but dominated phoenix
0: remember that say again remember he dominated phoenix before i think he had a pit road issue
1: all right, so there's one. Um, but, again, I mean, I, I was he the best car
0: that day? I mean, he led 159 laps, I think.
3: Okay, well, then there we well, go. To, well, to, to Johnny's point, it's been really weird because you almost – like Ryan Blaney is supposed to be one of the most talked about drivers in the garage. He's one of the fan favorites. He's one of the young guys. He's supposed to be good. But I feel like you just don't even see the 12 car every single week on the broadcast. I, yeah, and, I feel and, like they're not even
1: showing him like at all. Which is, what,
3: which so is weird. good and bad, but, but like, if you look at the standings, both of his teammates have a win, but he's the best Penske car overall, you would look at. Yeah. Like, if you were to tell me right now, I'm breeding to the future, a Penske car is winning the championship, like, you'd almost have to believe, okay, well, I guess Ryan Blaney won the championship because Logano is just so hit or miss right now, even though at this point he's willing to do whatever it takes. So, maybe it would be Logano. but, like <laughs> – Ryan seems like he would be the favorite at Penske to win the championship at this point. And yet he's the quietest. Like I, if you told me Ryan Blaney wasn't even in the 12th car this past week, I wouldn't have even known it was a storyline.
0: Which is weird because he's one of only three drivers. I'm looking at right now. He's one of only three drivers this season to lead more than 300 laps. He's second in terms of laps led this year. He's more than Ross Chastain. He's more than Chase Elliott. He's more than Alex Bowman. He's more than Kyle Larson. And yet he's felt
3: like no one's talked about him. Hey, he's finally doing what Ryan Blaney's supposed to do because everyone else gets a pass when they're not consistent. Ryan Blaney is finally having a season that he needs to have. Just lay low, score top tens, finish top 15, top 20 when you can't, and nobody even needs to know you're here.
2: I think we're just being a little too hard on Ryan Blaney right now because I'm looking compared to 2021. He didn't do anything until about the July stretch. I mean, he, he did get that victory at Atlanta, but other than that one top five, maybe two. And then this year he's already gotten four top fives. And he, like you said, he's led a bunch of laps. So I'm, Like I said, I'm not worried about
3: Ryan Blaine. I think we're just being really hard on him right now. I'm commending him because my number one knock on him for years has been he's not consistent enough. And he's gotten a pass every year, even though he's just every single every other week, he would have a problem. This year, I like what he's doing. He's staying quiet. He's running consistent. And by the end of it, you know, he's going to be that guy that somehow you're like, how does he have 20 top tens this year? And I feel like I've barely heard of him all year long. But there he is, and he'll make the playoffs, and he'll be probably in the final eight or ten, you know, kind of guys. And then, you know, that's the kind of year he's supposed to be having. Let's talk
0: about the next draw. Let's talk about Mark Truex Jr. Do you guys see him winning a race? Well, first of all, he's plus 89 above the cut line. He's led only 130 laps so far, which is a, which is a decent chunk, and he does have three stage wins. So he's, it's not like he's been non existent. Currently six in the standings. Do you guys see Truex winning a race before the playoffs begin?
1: Yeah, Truex is winning a winner race. Absolutely. Um, I think we just saw like, you know, the dominating weekend that Toyota had. Um, and I know, you know, we kind of press on the fact that there's going to be a lot of different teams running up front each week. Um, but Truex is just a guy that, that he just finds a way to win. Um, I feel like the second half of the season in terms of like tracks kind of favors Truex. A lot of road courses, which Truex always runs up front at. A couple short tracks, I think, uh, towards the end of the season, right? Um, Yeah, so I I think he'll get a win. Um, I assume it to be before um, we go to the playoffs. I you know even if he doesn't have one by the playoffs, he'll definitely have one when the year's done. Um, But I just look at some of these tracks: Sonoma, uh, what is that? Road America the indie road course walkins glen um, the the schedule is starting to favor true x so um, you know i feel like he, he can he can get one of these road courses
2: I don't know if it's going to be a road course, in my personal opinion. He's he runs really well at road courses, but he's usually about between the third to fifth best car at the road course. I honestly think just by what I saw in the Toyotas and also just Martin Trex Jr., it will be either a mile and a half track or short track. I do believe, however, that he could potentially be the last Toyota to get a victory. There could potentially be a chance that you see Christopher Bell win at a mile and a half track here in the coming up couple races. I mean, he's looked really good the last few. Coke cold Six Hundred could potentially be right up Christopher Bell's alley if he keeps the consistency going, and then also with Bubba Wallace, I could see him potentially win in Atlanta before you see uh, Martin tracks Jr. in victory lane. Where that track may be, I'm not sure. I'm th- I may lean towards the second Richmond race personally, but I've said like three different times he was going to win a race this year, and he hasn't been the one in victory lane. He hasn't even been the strongest Toyota, so he's getting there, but. I still think the other Toyotas are looking stronger
3: than him right now. You know, I definitely think you would feel like Truex has to win a race at some point. I mean, it just is as good as he's been the last five, six, seven years that, you know, eventually they're going to strike gold. But, you know, I'm curious, um, you know, one thing that you that we know about Truex and even Dale Jr. hit on it once or twice a couple of weeks ago is. He's sort of one of the last gentleman drivers, and I'm curious if that's something that holds that team back sometimes. From a sense of it seems like this car has been we, – we've seen drivers get super aggressive in these cars. We see what Logano is willing to do for a win. We see what Ross Chastain willing to do for a win. Even in a sense how close Kurt Busch and Kyle Larson were battling on Sunday at one point, I mean, Kurt almost put both of them in the wall. Now, you know, it, you know things happened, and they were fine with each other. It was great hard racing. I mean, it was a, a, one of the best moments of the race. But I'm curious if Truex would have even put himself in that situation. He has openly said he wants to be that guy that races everybody clean. and He's not – we've never really seen Truex get super aggressive, and that's why I really look at it. He's been used up more than he's used up other people. And I'm just curious if that's playing any role into why they haven't won a race. I think a lot of it's really Toyota, honestly. Toyota's probably the number one reason. I think we all know Toyota's a step behind. Um, and that's why if Toyota's found speed, all of a sudden, I think Texas is going to really show us that for the all-star race, that could be when we really see a pickup. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Truex won. Truex is that kind of guy. He could win two of the next three races, or, it, you know, it could be the last handful of weeks before the regular season that he wins a race. Uh, you know, I'd be kind of surprised if you were to tell me, hey, Martin Truex Jr. hadn't won a race this year, and, we're you know, we're we're heading into the playoffs. That'd be kind of shocking.
1: He should have won Vegas if we if we flash back to that. I mean, he, he was – him and Kyle Bush were the best car, it was going to, who was going to, was Kyle going to catch him at the end? Um, maybe, but you know, him, Truex, Christopher Bell, those three had the best cars. They just made kind of uh, the decision that most people would there at the end over time, you got a set of tires, let's put on four. And it turned out that the Hendrick Chevrolet said, let's just put on two. Um, but Truex had it right there. And then, yeah, like, like we all said, I mean, he was fast at um, Kansas this past weekend. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I expect him to win.
0: I'm going to skip over a couple of winless drivers. I'm going to skip over Christopher Bell just because he's got a lot of poles, but it feels like every time he starts on pole, he just falls off a cliff. He's nowhere near one of the fastest cars. I'm going to skip over Kevin Harvick and Eric Amarola just because Stuart Haas Racing has next to no winning speed. Austin Dillon's another one I'm going to skip over, even though – he could find a way to sneak a win somewhere based off strategy, but I'm going to skip over and Dillon just because I don't see him winning something based off speed. <clears throat> I do want to go straight into Tyler Reddick because Tyler Reddick, he, it's been documented throughout the entire season, should have multiple wins, has been one of the fastest drivers just on pure speed all season long, but the stats don't back up for it. He only has four top fives, only five top tens. He's led 230 laps. So you can see that he's up front and he's won a couple stages. He's won two of them, but he's currently 15th in the regular season standings, and he's currently 22 points on the outside looking in, not even the 17th driver. I think he's the 18th driver. So what do we say about Tyler Reddick? Do we think he's going to win a race this year? And is there a possibility that Tyler Reddick, with all
3: the speed he has, misses the playoffs? You have to have a feeling like, Tyler's going to win eventually. The problem they're having is if they're not running top five, they're running terrible. He's finished thirtieth or worse in three of the last four races. And that's why he's went from this dude, there's no way he's missing the playoffs, to on the outside looking in. And – it's just one of those deals it's like if Tyler doesn't win a race this year when is he gonna win like you have to start asking those questions like you know everybody asked those questions about Chase Elliott for a couple of years and even Kyle Larson early in his year you have to start asking that question when is this dude going to win a race like we all get it right it is RCR it's not like he's in a Hendrick car not winning races but still the eight car has proven at times to have top five speed and you run top five more often than not you're going to win a race should have won bristol dirt i mean we got to remember that he should have already been a cup series winner if not literally getting wrecked on accident by you know by briscoe he's a cup winner already we're not even having this discussion um but it's going to be hard pressed but i mean you know, you feel like if it was going to happen, it almost would have happened by now. You know, and, and this team kind of remembers, this is what happened a year or two ago. He started out really fast, and earlier in the year they had good runs, and then they kind of faded away in the summer months. So it's like, have we already seen the best of Redick this year? Have we already seen the best of that eight team? Are they going to already be on that kind of decline throughout the summer months? And it's like, okay, well, if they haven't won now, when is their best opportunity going to be? And I couldn't really name you what that opportunity is going to be right now.
2: Yeah, this is totally a Chase Elliott comparable situation going on right now. Because how many second place finishes did Chase Elliott get before he got a victory? It was like eight eight or something. Was it 10? No, it was eight. Um, It it was somewhere right around in there. But uh, Tyler Reddick is at five right now already. And we know the old saying, the first win is always the hardest one to get. I think that's where he is right now. Um, I'm looking at the tracks coming up. Uh, it, there doesn't really seem to be a track that really pops up to me right now for him besides Homestead, but that's deep into the playoffs. So he's going to have to surprise me at one of these other racetracks coming up. Maybe the Coca-Cola 600, we could be seeing him running up there, maybe even Michigan, but other than that, maybe potentially Richmond, but other than those three tracks, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. If he's going to become victorious, like right now, it's a little bit questioning right now here in this regular season, whether or not Redick will get his first win or not. I think
1: like what we've seen and and it's, it's kind of so cliche to say, but like luck is such like a crazy thing in NASCAR. Um, Like just look at Alex Bowman for, for take him, for example, and no disrespect. I no disrespect to Alex Bowman because maybe disrespect coming from Will, if he wants to chime in, but no disrespect coming from me for Alex Bowman. I mean, he, I think he's a really good driver but just how like, look how lucky he's gotten his, in his career. Um, and then like a a take Almirola's season from last year, like he was just having the complete worst season you could possibly have, um, for a guy that, you know, is kind of like a really consistent driver. Um, and then just out of nowhere, you know, luck falls his way and he has a good day. Luck is a crazy thing in NASCAR Tyler Reddick. Um, just plain and simple like has not been lucky he just hasn't had the the cards fall his way and it'll be one of those things i think the minute the luck falls his way for the one race then we're going to start to really see him feel confident and and they'll start to rack up because i think he's a guy that we're going to see in the cup series for a really really long time but um I mean, look at Denny Hamlin's season this, this, this year. I mean, like he just, he got lucky one race where he had a, a good flawless run, had a fast car, but other than that, I mean, he, he just has had no luck at all. And um, you know, I'll end it luck is a crazy thing in NASCAR and Tyler Reddick has just not been lucky. That's, that's what it is. And, you know, a lot of it goes to, I think Will's point earlier with, the martin truex thing like tyler reddick is just such a well-respected dude in the garage like nice guy um i mean he literally got flat out dumped for the win by by briscoe and he's like oh yeah well you know i should have out drove him it's like yeah in theory but like dude you got dumped for the win like I-, I don't know i mean it's just one of those things where he's just like too nice of a guy i think like at one point he's gonna have to just truck someone out the way and that's when his luck will start to fall.
0: All right. One last thing I want to talk about is we talked about, you know, oh, we can have 16 winners. We're going to have more than 16 winners. What if we don't like, do you guys genuinely believe with the amount of drivers that haven't won yet? We've already mentioned Blaney, Truex, and Reddick as the three primary ones are we going to see anyone have to actually point their way into the playoffs?
1: I don't think so. I, I, again, I, I really don't think, I think it'll be, we're going to have 16 winners. Uh, Obviously the, the points leader who will probably be either one of Logano Blaney or Elliott, probably Elliott, you could say at this point, will probably um, finished points. But I mean, he just scored like barely any points last week. Um, but you know, you'll have the points leader and then probably 15 of the guys that won. And I think that's going to be it. Like I said, I mean, we've got two super speedways left, which is just, I mean, those are going to be up in the air. We've got a ton of road courses. Um, and then we have some unknowns. We have a track like New Hampshire, which always kind of provides that shock winner, Um, we've got another one in Nashville, we've got Michigan, a two miler, um, which, you know, auto club was one of the better races of the season. A lot of different lead changes there. So just in terms of like the schedule, I mean, they kind of packed the back half with a lot of unknowns. Um, so, you know, I think we're going to see 16 Armani, but I think that's it. I think we're not going to see more. We're not going to see any less. I think it's going to be 16 on the dot and points won't matter
2: unless you see multiple people dominate certain uh, certain racetracks. And if you see like Ross Chastain dominate three of the road courses, or you see all of a sudden Joe Gibbs racing dominates any type of mile and a half track. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see someone race it in on points. It'd be a real shame though. If you saw someone like Ryan Blaney, who just so happens to not get a victory, let's say he just has no luck at the racetracks where he should have luck. and doesn't get a victory. That is going to really, really be a disappointment for a lot of fans to see someone who's running up in the top three in points for the most part of the 2022 season and they can't even run in the playoffs that's my biggest concern but at the same time I don't see anyone racing it in on points these tracks are so unique all of them coming up that it's hard to see one driver dominate all of them just by with the next-gen car and how it's been behaving
3: you know, I think it's – you know, I've been a big advocate where I just uh, – it's hard for me to picture 16, 17 winners. Um, I mean, it definitely if it's going to happen, though, it's going to be this season, you would think. Um, but you still look at the – I mean, eventually there's got to be guys that are going to start winning for the second and third time. You've got to have a feeling Kyle Larson's going to win another race or two at some point. You've got to have the feeling that Chase Elliott's probably going to at least win a race somewhere. But I mean, I would say that, but he went a long spurt without winning at, a, at an oval racetrack um i mean you have a feeling kyle bush has been up front he's eventually going to win another one somewhere um it's just it's hard for me to picture that but again i mean we got 13 races and and i could i mean we could easily name five guys right now that very i mean would not be surprised if they go and win a race um i mean you look at at truex blaney reddick bell and you know everybody keeps crapping on them but people act like kevin harvick hasn't won you know, almost 60 cup races. Like uh, if Kevin Harvick goes out and wins in two weeks, you're not going to be like, Oh, I never saw this happening. You're going to be like, Oh, the four car finally got right again. Um, so per the trend, you're at least going to have one or two guys point their way in. But I think this car is changing things this year. The trends kind of may be out of the window, 13 races, and you only need five more individual new winners. Um, I don't know. My gut keeps wanting to like fight it and just be like no, don't admit you're going to be wrong. There's not going to be 16 winners, but why couldn't there be? Like why I mean why couldn't there be? Two or three of the guys we've already had win a race, I would have not had winning a race most likely. So, you know, we'll see. It's
0: so hard because I keep wanting to say that there are so many teams that haven't shown that winning speed, but then again, 2311 shown that you can just have winning speed out of nowhere and just go out and win the race. So I'm 50-50 on it. I think we can, I'm, I lean more towards what Johnny said. I think we will see 16 winners, but I don't think we'll see anything past that it's because then you start leaning into like, okay, Suarez fun. Then you, then you start getting into some drivers. It's like, do you see Suarez winning a race? Do you really see Eric Jones winning a race? Like drivers like that where you just can't see it happening. It's just like, at least with Kurt Bush, you can make the argument because it's Kurt Bush. But a lot of these drivers, it's like, it's so hard to. I'm going to lean towards what Johnny said, though, where we will get 16, but we're not going to get past 16. So that's going to let, do for a me. Play- yeah, I no, just let- want to
1: add one thing real quick, Armani. So you, you mentioned like the, the, um, like we didn't expect, uh, 23 11 to just come out with crazy speed. And then, like, on top of that, like, look at, Chris Buescher just came out, like, and won the poll one week. I mean, like, what? Like, who would have thought and, that?
3: And so, then, so, listen, I mean, listen, I get it. I don't think this guy's going to win a race. But if there's anybody that could just literally pull a rabbit out of their hat, Brad Keslowski. And speaking of people coming out of nowhere, let's not act like Brad Keslowski, sitting 31st in points, could not go out and win Atlanta, could not go out and win Daytona, I don't have him winning a race at this point but Brad Keselowski has won races in the past. It Johnny would put a, a cap on him that he is a former Cup Series champion for crying out loud. <laughs> okay? So, Brad Keselowski would and, and think about it, 31st in points magically wins a race, shakes this whole thing up even worse than it already is shaken up. I don't think it's going to happen but but why couldn't it? Why could Brad Keselowski not go? A win would put him in the top 30 in points, win Atlanta, Daytona, and here we are talking about how the sixth car makes the playoffs.
2: Who do you guys feel more confident about winning a race? Do you guys think Eric Jones would win a race, or do you think Brad Keselowski? Keselowski. Eric Jones.
3: Keselowski. Eric
0: Jones. Eric Jones has been more in the top 10 than Brad Keselowski has been inside the top 15.
3: To quote Johnny on the track. Quote Brad can You want to
1: quote the, the guy Trump who picked Kurt Busch with win the championship? Quote. Look, look. He, here's the thing: uh, Has Eric Jones been had a poll yet? No. RFK has. Has Has Eric Jones? Wow, they won got anything? polls.
0: How many wins they got? How many top tens they got?
1: They want both their cars won the duels. It so doesn't matter
0: where you start. It matters where you finish. They both their cars won the, won the
1: duels. Oh my both God, of they the- won-
0: they won races in February that don't mean anything nowadays. Does that lock in the playoffs? But,
1: but Will's point was, could we see Brad Keselowski come out and win either And how an are we going to qualify
0: the duel? Here's my question. How are you going to use the duels when literally the whole talking point during the duels is everyone's going to keep their stuff tame so that they don't wreck their cars? Unless your name is Joey Logano, which of course you're going to wreck your car, because I'm going to do what I can to win.
1: Okay, again. <laughs> You said, has Brad Keselowski <laughs> won anything this year? And my comeback was he won a duel. And so did Chris Buescher. Chris Buescher had a poll. I actually think I just have more confidence in, in that team, which is crazy to think because they really haven't had speed. But, hey, let, let's not forget that, you know, they had a really successful Daytona. I mean, we can't forget that, and that's where Brad Keselowski shines is super speedways, and we've got two left. So my confidence with Brad is a lot higher than it is with Eric Jones, who's won, like, two career races.
3: Also, Brad Keselowski is not going to be afraid to get aggressive. He is, if he is anywhere near the front in one of these races and has a chance to win, he would wreck every single one of us. To win that race eric jones is not doing that eric jones is not that kind of guy now maybe he hadn't been put in that position enough many times great but you're not buying it i, I would further i would further buy into the six car winning a race than seeing the 43 car pulling the victory lane at any point in this season
2: i don't know eric jones has been able to win some big races when nobody was thinking about him granted it was joe gibbs racing but I'm looking at some of the laps he's led super speedway races. He was good California or Fontana. He did really damn good in that race. I I don't know. I, I feel more confident in Eric Jones right now, just because he's more consistently in a better position than Brad Keselowski. And I, and if he keeps making those steps in the right direction, who knows? I wish at Kansas he did not have the strongest nut in the century to um, before that took him out for seven last. because I thought he would run up there in the top ten, maybe even score a top five. That team is doing something right right now.
0: The way it is, the way I see it is, it's not what you've done for me before. It's what you're doing for me now. If it was what you've done for me before, Kevin Harvick wouldn't be 11th in the standings on the bubble. So right Griff now I'd be
2: running in the top 20.
0: Exactly. I trust, I right mm. now, I trust that 43 team to win a race more than I trust the 6 or the 17. Yeah, they've been strong at super speedways, but what did they even, even really do in Atlanta or Talladega? They were basically almost, you didn't hear them in Atlanta or you didn't hear them in Talladega. Now, granted, once we get to Daytona in August where everything is on the line, we might see them pop up. And like I said previously, twenty three eleven shown that you could basically have next to no winning speed and then just go on and dominate a race the next week. But, again, it's what you've done for me lately, not what you've done for me in the past. And right now, as weird as it is to say, I trust the 43 team and Eric Jones to win a race and make the playoffs more than I do so than Brad Keselowski in that six team because besides Daytona, they've done absolutely nothing. I don't even think they've led a lap. Let me just let me finish with this. Whoa, whoa, you guys on. are actually saying, you guys are actually saying. Yes, I say Eric Jones has a better shot at making the playoffs right now than Brad Kozlowski. and My I agree with him. God.
1: You said no, 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 no. You didn't say you just, you just had. He has a better chance. You said, and I quote: "I trust Eric Jones and the yes. forty-three team more yes. than Brad Kozlowski.
3: Yes, and what? the six. Come team. on, and the six. Hey, team. hey. Mr. What has he done for me? Paint the picture. Take out Brad Keselowski, hundred point penalty. He's only fourteen points behind the forty-three car in points. Two spots behind him in the standings.
0: Okay, then that's fourteen so points like okay, that Drastic. Well, it's of more than difference. just okay. Well, it's more than just a driver. Then that's a team issue. The team
3: should have made that mistake. Oh, we can all agree with that all day long. But That's the team's fault. You're telling me you have more faith in Eric Jones than the 2012 <laughs> Cup Series champion.
0: Yes, I do, because the, no 2000, the 2012 <laughs> Cup Series champion has done nothing since Daytona. At least you the 43 team, they've shown Daniel Suarez points. has done nothing, and you predict him to win a race every year. I predicted him would year, number one. And number two, Suarez, sh- Suarez has led more laps than literally Brad Kozlowski and Chris Buescher combined.
2: The day that Brad Kozlowski me- or Eric Jones wins a race, two of us are going to be really happy, and the other two are <laughs> never going to talk to the
3: others again. <laughs>
0: I'm
2: going to here. I'm going to name drivers that are currently
0: not locked in that I trust to win more than Brad Kozlowski.
3: Here we go. Eric
0: Jones. Daniel Suarez, I trust his teammate Chris Buescher more because he's shown slightly more speed than this Brad a joke.
1: Chris yeah. Buescher
0: has scored less points this year. Who's twenty first in points? Who's thirty first? His team knows how to, to set up a car. Take out the hundred point get...
3: penalty. You okay, you, you take it out. Guess what? Then his team months.
0: knows. Okay, then guess what? His team knows how to set up a car that doesn't get disqualified.
2: <sighs> <sighs>
0: Let alone a car that gets disqualified for finishing what sixteenth.
3: Oh man. <laughs> this is this is this the only is wild that I would take
0: <laughs> the only tease I would take Brad Kozowski. I would take Brad I would take Brad Keselowski over the current teams. I take him over Bubba Wallace because besides super speed I don't well, that's 50-50, honestly. I take him over Justin Haley, I'll take him over front row. I'll take him over JTG. I'll take him over Ty Dillon. I'll take him over Cole Custer. I'll take him over Harrison Burton.
2: Mm. What about Cody Ware?
0: Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Cody Ware. <laughs>
2: oh, that, that was good. Hey, shout out
0: to Cody Ware. He actually has led a lap this season. So shout out to Cody Ware.
2: Yeah. Again, that top twenty I at mean, Darlington.
0: That's <laughs> All right. I think that I think that's a way to cap off our our playoff talk unless you guys got any more uh, wildness to add on to this
2: no i don't think we can get any more wild than what we just did
1: i mean i i i don't even have any words to you uh, you actually just said that you trust daniel suarez eric Jones,
0: (laughs) because daniel suarez has actually led laps and run inside the top five brad kazasky's lucky to run inside the top 15
1: you act like Brad Kozlowski's car has two less wheels than everybody else on the track. <laughs> I mean, what?
0: If, what that 16, about? if that six team can show me that they've actually have capable of having top 10 speed, then that's fine. <sighs> but they haven't. They haven't oh. finished top 10 since Daytona.
2: This shows how crazy 2022 is. Oh, that it very much is.
0: <laughs> wow. all right we're gonna end off the episode there folks tyler johnny will thank y'all for coming into the ministry and bringing your some radical preaches to the congregation
2: <laughs> well thanks for having us i greatly appreciate it it's been a lot of fun <laughs> i am I'll never start. coming back on the show again <laughs> 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 I was,
1: what 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 was that? You know oh what? my yeah. God!
0: Let's have a you know what? Let's have a motive. I know betting is not good in the religious sense of things, but I think we just throw that out the window with this episode. We need to have a bet now for what we just had to transpire.
1: I, I so I will in bet honor you.
0: of best bets of the week, what is your bet? Even though best bets of the week is on Thursday,
1: best bet of the week okay
0: what is your bet
1: i would say my best bet of the week is that um a hendrick chevrolet will win the all-star race
0: Get, that's not what i meant i meant like let's have a bet like okay i predict
1: okay i bet you brad Keslowski will finish higher than eric jones this week
2: what well he's yeah. got to make it into the all-star. Race. Yeah, Jones. So, well, yeah. hey, yeah, cool <laughs> oh my wait, you're telling you telling
1: me the guy that we you guys trust so much isn't even an all-star? You know what? You know what? I like
0: that bet. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All Let's right. go. I'm saying Eric Jones will finish better in the all-star race than Brad Kozlowski.
3: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard to
3: do It's hard to do that from the garage stall. <laughs> You act like he's not
0: gonna. Look, who who is in the All Star Open that will? Morris Tyler... is in
3: there. Tyler
0: Reddick's okay. in it. Okay. And who else? Then ben there's a House, third stage.
3: Austin Dillon, Cody Ware, sure. up. Corey LaJoy. Oh my God. Let me tell you who's not in it, and that's Brad Keselowski. <laughs> that's that's end of story. Uh, let's
1: know, take I'm that bet. I'm
0: standing by my bet.
1: Will and I versus you two. Will All and I got right.
3: Kez. All
0: right. I got the 43
3: team. Oh my god. I think oh. Tyler's not willing to do that. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm I willing to, to do like that. I'm just supporting
2: this and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm Tyler, a crazy man. Tyler, but I'm come not on. an idiotic down, man.
0: Tyler, Tyler, I'm doing this. You gotta go down with me.
2: Okay, you know what? I'll I'll die on this sinking ship. Yeah. This <laughs> oh so, man.
0: all right so you've heard it here first folks me and tyler say that eric jones will finish higher in the all-star race than brad kazalski which these two scrubs are picking
2: what did i agree mm. to <laughs> mm. oh all right. man
0: all right you guys want to drop your social medias before we head off
2: yeah, yeah. sure um and no one else is gonna go i'll do it um Vanilla Wafers 44 is my TikTok, and YouTube is at Vanilla Wafers, where I post daily videos all related to NASCAR.
0: Imagine having a TikTok.
1: <laughs> no uh, kidding, you guys can okay. check me out at, uh, at J- J-O-T-T underscore podcast uh, on Twitter, and then Johnny on the track on YouTube. Um, yeah, we got uh, some best bets and drivers to watch. We'll be dropping that tomorrow. So
3: You can follow me at NASCAR underscore opinion. Right now, if I'm doing any kind of podcast, and it is with Armani and trying to save him from drowning on some of these takes he takes on here. So <laughs> that is about it. I need, Me and
0: you need to have one episode on just all of our hot takes and rank them from, like, best to worst.
3: Listen, I don't need to be rubbed in my face that at one point I thought Larson was going to go winless. I don't need to hear oh, that anymore. Oh, you
0: will. You're, I'm, surpre- I'm surprised I haven't done it at this point to you.
3: Oh, man.
0: But we'll save that for if that episode ever transpires. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into this wild edition of the Motorsport Ministry. If you guys want to listen to any of the previous 48 episodes of the Motorsport Ministry, just search us up on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time.